Welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. And today we have a special guest. His name is Austin Bennett. And actually, um, you may have seen some of his photos on our Instagram page. So Austin is a photographer here in Hawaii, and we wanted to bring him on today to talk about like creativity and how he got into photography, what he loves about it. Um, but yeah, you've definitely seen his photos on our Instagram page, um, which Tempsey and I both love. We love those photos. And we are talking with him today. So Austin, would you like to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Um, I think you you got my name right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been a photographer for a few years now. And the name of my business is Austin Bennett Photography LLC. I know it's super creative, but I still wanted to keep it grounded. <laughs> um, my overall goal, the reason that I've found myself being a photographer um, still in, in this time is to help businesses and professionals advance um, wherever they are through their using photographic imagery. So, you know, whether that's that's doing a headshot for your LinkedIn profile or or like for you guys creating content to help reach audiences and connect with them. That's that's kind of my whole thing of being a photographer is helping other people achieve more. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure ourselves for sure. And like definitely other business owners out there appreciate that because at the end of the day, I mean, I think. In a lot of cases, I think photography and like things that are like, you know, eye catching are what draws people into different things. Right. So I think, you know, what you're doing is definitely helping a lot of us out there from like a marketing standpoint in a way with providing us with those images. Right. So, yeah. Thank you. We appreciate oh, that. Thank you. So what inspired you to start a business? How did you get into it? Um, well, I, you know, I spent many, many years um working on active duty in the national guard and then i got married and then divorced like most veterans right and then i got into this business i fell into it kind of as a, a necessity i became a single dad kind of with full custody of my twin girls practically kind of overnight and um, my family helped a lot but i needed some sort of an income and with the schedule that allowed me to spend a majority of my time with my kids because like they don't see their mom so i wanted to be there kind of extra for them and with yeah. photography uh majority of the gigs were on the weekends and you'd work, you know, for a few hours and that allowed me an income to pay for necessities and stuff like that. Um, when I had first started, I got into like wedding photography and that's like in the kind of the portraiture realm of things, not really the commercial side. That's where I'm focused at now. But when I was into wedding photography, it was, it was brutal learning. We were on our feet for long hours and then I'd go out and do these jobs with the established photographers and they let me kind of go go wild and photograph as I saw fit. And then later on the week, we'd go over the shots together. And that was where it got really kind of like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Because they were like wedding photographers are straight up. They have to make money. And the way that that happens is they're selling assets is the word that I'm looking for. Um, they're selling printed assets. So you want to take a picture that they're going to want a print of to put in a photo album, hang on their wall or put on a card sure. or something. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's where I learned one to be really critical of my work and two, to look at it as more, less of a, a creative 
thing, but you still got to be creative, but you also have to be able to turn your creativity into, into money. Mm-hmm. And so I think learning, learning weddings was a, was a big thing for me. It was a very important stepping stone. I'm grateful, grateful for those challenges that I encountered. Yeah. So what brought you to photography? Like it could have been something else, right? You could have done a variety of different things, totally unrelated, but how did you like, what first caught your eye or like drew you to photography? If you can share a little bit about that. Sure. If I go back all the way to high school, which was, you know, uh, a few years ago, knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, us too. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Right. I I took uh, photography in high school and I, that was in the film days. Uh, Gosh, I'm dating myself. That must have been really interesting though, you know, like, did they make you develop it and all that stuff? Yes, like, yes. Even what kind of chemicals or whatever, but I feel like I see it on TV where they're like dipping it into like this bucket thingy and then like pulling out this photo and hanging it up. Like, I feel like that's really cool and probably beyond my brain, but yeah. were you doing stuff like that back then? Yes. And that was a, that was a very good learning process and a very, very rewarding process too, when you get it right. Um, but that's kind of where I learned the technical side of, of, creating exposures and and stuff like that and i really enjoyed it i like that that aspect of creating something from nothing and that's kind of what drew me into photography at first and it's something that i can kind of do kind of by myself i i kind of like to be my own boss you know i mean granted in this and i I say that but in these commercial photo shoots the really the client is the boss and so kind of shooting myself in the foot there that's okay (laughs) I mean, you like to manage your own schedule, kind of dictate what your day is going to look like, right? I mean, there is a creative process that goes along with photography to some degree. I'm sure your clients are telling you, like, what kind of shots they want, like, close up, far away of, you know, whatever products they have, like, that kind of stuff. I think that is what is brought to you or requested by your client in how they're your boss, right? But the execution of it, that part is you, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's 100% accurate. And I think that's what's exciting is it's the collaborative effort of creating and uh, working towards the final goal. Yeah. Where did you go after, you know, you because you're obviously no longer in the in the wedding industry as much as far as I can tell. Yeah. So how did you kind of transition out of the wedding industry into the next phase? Yeah, that was a that was an interesting thing. I did the wedding thing and then I did family portraits for a, a little while. And again, that's, that's just like the wedding industry in that you have just a split second to create your shot. And, and then you want to turn that shot into a, a printable asset um, for the family. And I did that for a long, long time. And then I just started, um, I got, I printed out business cards and I would just walk around to small shops and I'd say, Hey, you know, this is me. Here's where you can that's find cool. some of my work. I'd like to do something for you. And a lot of people turned me down. And then, in fact, almost everyone said no at first. But I just kept I kept walking around and meeting people and networking. And, and things kind of developed from there. Yeah, and I feel like that that's kind of how it goes, though, right? I mean, like, anytime you're starting something new, you know, you I, I personally feel like people really need to consider, like, ignoring the no's and not letting that discourage them too much. And it sounds like, you know, you're just kind of like, I just at the end of the day, you need to get your, your name out there and what you're doing. 
right? I mean, it's it's like you're waiting for the yeses, right? Like that's what you're working towards. Exactly. And and I feel like uh, one of the mistakes that I, I made early on was just thinking that everyone was just going to say yes. Like everyone was just going to kiss my butt because I'm just some new some new photographer. And that just wasn't – that was not the case. But I had to just keep working at it and I had to do a bunch of free or complimentary gigs where I'd, I'd do stuff that was similar to what I would provide to clients so that they could see that I could create something that would work for them. Mm-hmm. And I just – I kept – networking and and building cool how did you go from hearing a bunch of no's to saying i just gotta keep trying like how did you not how did you make sure that the no's didn't inhibit your ability to continue moving forward right that's a good question and i think the answer is uh raging alcoholism (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding halfway i think it was just it was determination and it was um it was a drive when i whenever i heard a no or especially like when people, other people would say, oh, you don't have to do it like that. You can do, you can take the easy way and do this. And I'd, I'd say, I'd tell myself, you know what? I'm going to keep working at it and I'm going to do, do what I want to do. I'm going to follow my dream. And that's what's, that's what kind of what drove me was maybe proving everyone else wrong. Yeah. Good for you. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. All right, Austin. So, you know, we want to, we're, we're curious about what kind of photo shoots You've been on what's maybe the most memorable projects you've worked on, why why that was, what kind of experiences, photography-wise, things that you've learned from. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, um, I'd love to. I'll start with a, a story about a not-so-good photo shoot, and I think that that's, okay, that's yeah, important that's to good start too. from there. Like I said, I do headshots and branding kind of, kind of photos for people, and so the aspiring models and stuff, they'll come to me and they'll don't want pictures. Um, and my idea of a headshot is is really it's it's a head and shoulders kind of thing and it's it's really making yourself look the best. So your eyes gotta be right, your jawline has to be right. And so I did this headshot for an unknown person and just the vibe was not right. Um, and I think with a headshot you have to regardless of who your photographer is, you're putting a lot of faith into that person because they're going to want to make you look your best. And sometimes the expectations aren't in line between the talent and the photographer. And this is one of those cases. Um, This person wanted to model, like they wanted to approach the photo shoot like they were modeling and not doing a headshot, where the headshot, everything, all the modeling, pain poses and all that, it's all stripped away. And it's just you. And so our vibe couldn't get onto the same wavelength. So I had to cut it short. And like I said, look, we're not vibing. And I think it's better you go and you find a different photographer who will meet your expectations. Hmm. And I think, I feel like, and the person was cool with it. This person was like, all right, well, I understand. I mean, I don't think they ever really did. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I, I haven't seen. I can okay, yeah. I haven't seen any. I can see how that might happen. Right? I haven't seen any uh, any head any headshots on their Instagram account. So I see. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think that's important in in photography and in life is knowing when when it's time to cut your line and and move on and find a different uh, fishing spot, metaphorically speaking. 
<laughs> yeah. And hey, you know what? Like, good for you and them. I mean, for even having that conversation, right? Because you could have also painfully just continued with it. Yeah. Right. And like booked future gigs with that person when clearly, you know, something was just not working right. Right. And I, I, I thought about that as a, you know, as I was going through it. And I, I made a decision kind of right then and there that this person and I will probably never work well together. And I feel like that's, that's a kind of a definitive, harsh reality to face. But it's one, it's a decision that I made and I, I feel good about it. It's, I'm, done, I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. Good for you. Um, the next, the next experience was, I was just getting into kind of commercial photo shoots and I just wa- gotten done watching all these online tutorials and I was like, Oh, look at these photographers doing and like on YouTube, there's tons of big photo shoots, you know, where these huge commercial things where there's lights and there's makeup artists and there's agency models and there's this huge production thing. And I was like, I want to do that. And not really knowing or having any experience in doing it, I said, well, the only way I'm going to do this is if I jump right into the water. And I did. I planned to. Did you swim? No, <laughs> I barely. I had, I planned out this big photo shoot. I reached out to a bunch of local modeling agencies and there weren't a lot that wanted to work with me, of course, because I'm a new guy. No one knows me, but there was one that was like, all right, we'll listen to you. We'll, we'll try and see if we can get some talent to come out. And in this kind of a scenario, I made it clear, like your talent will not get paid. You know, I'll be trading pictures with them, but Mm -hmm. there's no money involved. Usually most, most agency models are starting at like a hundred dollars an hour. Well, um, mm. and I was not going to pay <laughs> that, especially because, you know, you got to, with production times, you have to pay from the time that they step onto your set. And so that's like before their makeup, before their wardrobe, before all of that, you're still paying them. And then you do the photo shoot. That's for a couple of hours. And so it could be, it adds yeah. Up. Yeah. And so with this photo shoot, and I, I, I reached out to the agency and I explained my terms. And they're like, all right, cool. We've got some new talent who might need some pictures. And um, they sent me a bunch of different words, books of pictures of different talents. And I, I knew the theme of the photos that I wanted. So I, I, I was able to kind of farm out and pick which model might look best in the, the picture that I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. And so I made my selection. I, I emailed the agency back. I booked my uh, hair and makeup artist. I booked the location. We had to do a, I, I chose a private, private property just because I was going to use lights. I mean, if you use a public place and you want to use lights, there's this whole thing that you got to do with the, the film. And there's this office in Honolulu that you got to go through if you want to use public property. So I picked a private lo- uh, private location and I, of course, had all the insurance to all do that to work and stuff. And I booked my hair and makeup and then but the modeling agency didn't get back to me until like and I was like, oh, my God, they haven't responded yet. I've got all these things lined up. What am I going to do? And so the night before my hair before the photo shoot was supposed to take place, the hair and makeup artist that I had booked had a wedding booking come in and. Weddings for hair and makeup artists, they make a lot of money, like a lot more than I was willing to oh, pay yeah. 
for this hair and makeup artist. And so she called me and I said, you know what? I understand you do you. And so that was the first thing that kind of fell off from the photo shoot. And then, um, so the next day it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like, well, I don't think it's going to happen. I called the location and I was like, look, I'm sorry. Uh, my photo shoot's falling apart. It's not going to work. And so they're like, okay, we understand. They already got my money, whatever. It's not a refundable deposit. And then like 20 minutes after that, the agency, like right when I called the agency and I said, look, it's going to cancel. They're like, oh no, we've got your models. I was like, what? <laughs> and so I called the location back. I was like, look, it's going to happen. We're coming. Packed up all my gear, all my lights, all my cameras. And I got in, in my car. Well, I, I got a babysitter for the kids too. I feel like that's an important detail because I couldn't, I didn't just leave my, <laughs> they were like four at the time. I didn't leave my four year olds at home to go do a photo shoot for free. Um, and I, I headed out there and the whole time I'm calling the makeup artist because I, at the time I didn't have a network of, of artists or, you know, go-to people that I could sure. call. And I was like, right. look, I need a makeup artist. I need a hair and makeup artist. And she's like, I don't know. It's so last minute. I'll try and find you someone. And so I get there and I'm setting up and, and whatnot and I'm waiting for the models to come. And um, my, the hair and makeup artist was able to refer me someone who came out on set in Waimanalo from Kahala in like a moment's notice. And she did an amazing job getting my talents, hair and makeup done. And we did the photo shoot wow. and everything came out really, really great. It, it was just, it was just, it's, it's funny because at the beginning, everything seemed like it was just going to fall apart and I was ready to give up, but I stuck with it and everything panned out and we created some amazing images. Wow. That's amazing. That's cool. And I think, you know, one thing that I think people don't realize is like all the background stuff that is taking place, kind of like how you're mentioning, you know, um, there might be, I don't know what word to use for this, but it sounds like there is some kind of like, not license, oh, permits. There you go. That's, that's the whole lighting thing, yeah. right? Like you needed permits to be able to like use certain lighting or equipment in public. And then also like, um, booking a location, like that kind of stuff. You're doing all of this like on your own, right. right? Like I feel like in some other scenarios where it's like, I don't know, let's just say Burberry is like, hey, we got oh, this God. new trench coat, right? We're shooting like someone's actually behind the scenes like scheduling all this stuff right. for them, right? Like they're going and getting the models, the hair and makeup, the location, blah, blah, blah. They would actually be like reaching out, hey, Austin, you want to just come and take the photos and that's it, right? right? Like that's like how that kind of production works. But when you are, you know, you as a photographer yourself having this vision of these images that you want to create, um, you know, for your por portfolio or whatever the case might be, right? You on your own went and did all these things. Like you are the production person or whatever right. they're called, yeah. right? Like that assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and um, I'm glad that you appreciate that because I feel like even with you, when we do our photo shoots for uh, for your podcast or for um, the the simple casual chic blog, that's a really great blog, by the way. Have you guys heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, I feel like you guys are among like out of everyone that I've worked with um, here in Hawaii. I feel like the most pre-production comes from from you guys and it's really great because it, it kind of almost guarantees a quality product that expectations are going to be met 
Mm -hmm. It's like help. Basically, it's kind of like we're helping meet you halfway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? Like you guys are yeah. doing like ninety percent of the work. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think that's a good thing to point out, and even the story that you told about maybe how you know you were working with that client of yours that you know didn't necessarily pan out long term probably for the better for both of you after having a, that discussion but you know i think i think you're right with that kind of story like telling it and maybe like people's um perception or like like you know their thoughts that they already came into the situation thinking oh this is how it works right but like and their goals with it as well right like that I think there's a lot of people out there who have that same mindset or train of thought that that person had not saying it's right or wrong or whatever, but, you know, I think people are just coming in that way, like with certain expectations and, you know, we all have our own expectations with a lot of different things, but sometimes, you know, that dialogue needs to happen so that you're like on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's hundred percent accurate. And I feel like it's one of the ways around that is just to have an open mind and to, to try and that's with anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about a lot about the production side of things leading up to the photo shoot. I know that there's, or I would assume that there's a lot more work that goes into, you know, once you get on set and you're actually um, moving forward with uh, taking photos and the creativity behind it. And then beyond that, the editing and the printing and all of that good stuff. What do you enjoy most about your work? There's two things in particular that I really enjoy, and it's I like light, maybe not just off camera flash, but just the way I like working with light. I think that's the most exciting part for me is is you can bounce it, you can shape it, you can do all these things, and it it really changes your subject in a way, and it it's kind of like the one variable that you can kind of control pretty easily, and it doesn't talk back. Um, I also. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love delivering photos to clients and like hearing how excited they are or how great the photos were at reaching their audience. And I feel like that's the rewarding part of of all of it. When your client says, Oh, yeah. we used mm -hmm. this this picture and it reached our audience, or someone else, you know, commented on this picture and we were able to connect with this brand through that, or you know, it's it when everything kind of loops back to my overall goal with photography is to help people reach a new level. That's kind of like my favorite parts is mm -hmm. working with light and f delivering uh, the pictures. Yeah. I have to say as soon so, as I, you know, as soon as we get your photos, I drop everything. Oh, really? <laughs> I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, me too. I, I love looking at like, how did it come out? Right? Like what, what were we I mean, obviously, you know, I was there, I know what was going on, <laughs> like while I was there, but it's like, you don't know what it's going to look like, right? Like, that's the part that's kind of like, a little bit of a mystery. So yeah, I think that's really cool. I have a question or, you know, I just, as we're talking, it's not really a question, actually, it's more of like an observation that I made, I was talking to Tansy about this the other day, actually. But it's kind of funny because I think that like as a person who is, you know, working on a podcast with a friend, trying to build a personal brand, build a YouTube channel, Instagram account, like that kind of stuff. I think the part that like I forgot somewhere in between because there's these like other things like from a like 
I guess from a client's perspective, like a creator or maybe business owner, whatever you want to call me, right? There are things that I like missed or like forgot as I, in retrospect, when we were do- maybe doing photo shoots or I was like thinking about it to myself, like what I want to take pictures of, like, and then I just like realized it literally a week ago. Like, why am I not taking more pictures holding products that I like that I'm like actually talking about in my videos? Why, how did I forget that part? And so, I mean, the reason why I'm mentioning this, you know, as we're talking about all this like photo stuff is like one, obviously it's related to photos, but two, if anyone out there is thinking about starting something up, whether it be a podcast, Instagram page or whatever, I'm trying to figure out like, what do I include in these photos? I feel like for, for myself and maybe me and Tempsey combined, you know, that's something that we're always like, what do we post about? You know, it's like this mental barrier, but it's like, hello, I have a YouTube channel and stuff. Like I should be maybe taking a photo with my vlogging camera. Like I'm like pretending like I'm recording something. Like it could be things like that. Like there's a camera involved in the things that I'm doing. There's a laptop involved in the things that I'm doing. You know, there are products that I'm showing. Why am I not taking more pictures with my products? You know, like that kind of thing. I mean, not my products, but products I'm purchasing, right? And it's just kind of funny. You know, I just kind of wanted to mention that because... There, there are so many opportunities for quote unquote props, right? That I forget about all the time. Like, I feel like it has to be a thing. Like, I don't own a hat. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's where my mind goes when I think of prop, when prop could really be like, whatever. It doesn't have to actually be like something on a set, right? And actually everything on a set is also whatever. So I don't know. Anyways, that was just a mental barrier that I just want to share you know, yeah. I reflected <laughs> on the, the struggle is real to create content, especially trying to integrate things that you use or that you talk about in a creative way. And I really, I got no tips for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that you just, yeah. To each it's their own. Like, you just gotta be kind of like, yeah, you gotta be there and be hands-on or, or no more details maybe. But I feel like it's one of the, yeah. One of the challenges with creating content is, knowing what to integrate when and how it's how to reach your audience with that picture. And that's like that that's yes. like a whole new mm-hmm. that's like a whole new thing. That's it's a, a whole new class maybe. Like yeah. It, that could be its its own yeah. podcast episode. <laughs> like people can people we can go on and on about that because it's it there's no I feel like there's no clear cut formula to it. It's it's right. It's the wildest creativity but within the framework of what your audience wants to see. Like, how do you, how do you know what to give mm-hmm. your audience? And I, I don't know. I know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Just know. Ask them. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> sometimes I ask them. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, Hmm, what do you guys want to see? <laughs> and, and I hope that one day, you know, and really what I'm inviting people out there to do, because as far as things that I've been working on for myself, like personal projects, but also projects that like this podcast that you know Tempsey and I work on we want to actually hear that from others like we want to know what do people want us to talk about and I just kind of want to throw it out there because maybe people are not comfortable yet with like telling us what that is but yeah we, we do want to know so if there's anything you guys are wondering our thoughts on or whatever the case might be something that you're just like I just don't hear enough about this can someone else just talk about it send those our way because you know we're always looking for topics and content to <laughs> yeah. talk about too. Yeah. Have you, guys, yeah. Have, have you looked at a lot of, um, I can't get enough of flat lays. 
I am addicted to looking at people's flat lays. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> when they do it right, and it's just right. It's just me too. It's what the heck is a flat lay? Oh my god, it's the greatest thing. When stuff's down, like on a table, and they're taking yeah. a picture oh. straight down at it, Tempsey, it, yes. you've seen them before. You just yeah. didn't yes. know it was called a flat lay. I saw yeah. somebody do a reel in creating one. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like standing on a ladder or like on a chair or something, right? Like they're getting that nice, like straight down view. Well, of they it were creating the aesthetic. Yeah, it, it was just like, it would just build the table. Mm -hmm. And they were like creating the aesthetic that they mm -hmm. were about to do that for. Yeah. Right. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I do like, I follow some Instagram um, accounts that just do that. Like that's all they're posting on there. <laughs> Can you tell us about how you find the balance between oh. work and family? I mean, maybe, you know, work nowadays in the pandemic world until it's over, it might look a little bit different for you, but prior to that, and were there ever times that you felt burnt out, like too much work was coming away or, you know, too busy, right. too many um, things that's going a, on? I'll start off with that, that aspect of the, your question. And I feel like it's important to talk about because when I first decided I wanted to do commercial photography, I the few yeses I got would always happen in rapid successions. Like there'd be this photo shoot, that photo shoot, that photo shoot. And I was also still doing family and, and weddings and it was just nonstop. And eventually I just, I would get tired and I'd get burnt out and I'd have to like shutter myself in or work late because I still had the familial obligations, right? Like I'm a single parent and I have twins. I hit my mic or my sock mic. Um, <laughs> For people who aren't listening, I have a podcast mic set up on my desk right now that we're recording from, but I, I don't have a, a pop screen that makes the the pops not poppy. So I have a sock on the mic. For, <laughs> it's a clean sock, just for the record. Thank goodness. Right? Just something for your listeners to visualize is me <laughs> talking to a, a sock on a microphone. Um, and the whole, I, I, I feel like when I got really burnt out and I was just working nonstop, I realized I, the whole reason I got into photography was because I wanted a job that allowed me to spend time with my family. And I made that decision then that the fat, my kids would always come first. Like I would spend, I don't know what the percentage of it would be, but it'd be like a 70, 30, like 30% on my photography career and 70% on making sure that my kids knew that I was there for them. Right. Um, and it's, I lost a lot of, I turned away a lot of jobs because of it, but I'm happy. I'm happier that my, I get to spend time with my kids and I feel like they're better for it. And it's a conscious decision that you have to, I have to constantly uh, make is to, to be there for my kids and, mm -hmm. and make work less of a priority, mm -hmm. which is weird because mm -hmm. apparently kids need money. They're very expensive. <laughs> You know, I can completely relate to that because my whole life has been about just how I was raised, but my whole life has been about building a career to have a better life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you have kids, it's really hard for that deeply rooted, innate like need to to make sure that you're providing for yourself and your family out, ends up outweighing you know, your need and desire to make sure your child knows that you love them and that you're there for them and that you want to be with them. And that's extremely important for their upbringing. But then you're kind of like, 
you've been pr doing this, this like professional thing for so long that it, or, or, you know, this making money, right? right. Like making, making money for so long that it takes time to really like adjust that priority, like within yourself, if that makes sense. Yes. So yes, yeah, yes. that's tough. Um, yes, a hundred percent. I see where you're coming from. And then like, you know, and people say, oh, just, just hire a nanny or hire a caretaker. And I thought about that and it was just, it, I don't know. It didn't make sense to be working so much that you have to one work to pay for a nanny, which essentially is you're paying for someone else to, to watch the kids. Right. That's, I mean, that's like a two prong yin yang kind of thing. Cause as parents, we definitely need time away from the kids to recharge. Right. So it's, you know, tomato, tomato, I guess some, some families, they'll make it work and they'll do the nanny thing and they'll, they'll have a career and, but it's a definitely, it's an active conscious concern, I think for a lot of families in America. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be a balance of when you decide to hire a nanny, like it doesn't have to be all the time. Like right. if it's just once in a while to either recharge or to do something that you absolutely need to get done, then it makes sense. But. Right. Like, I mean, if, 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 if one of my celebrity crushes wanted to go on a date, I'd hire a nanny. <laughs> Would you like to name those celebrity crushes in case they listen? Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of them right now. I'm, I'm blushing. Just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You never... So what are your overall goals for your business? Like, what are you look like post pandemic world? Like, what are you looking to, to accomplish with it? I'd like to go back. I'd like to take pictures. I mean, I don't know about, I thought about this question and I'm all over the place with it. Cause I feel like I should, I should dive right into making more money and doing all of this. And, but I feel like what I really want to do is also find true people and photograph them in their elements. Like I'd like to photograph a teacher in their classroom teaching and share their story with the world of how the pandemic kind of affected them personally and professionally. I'd like yeah. to, you know, I guess the word would be go out on a project. That's I think what they call those things. I feel like that's photojournalism yeah, documenting this. I don't know what publication would ever hire me to be a photojournalist <laughs> right oh yeah i mean it's people all do that though yeah. you know it's like it's a thing yeah i mean it's like that's basically what yeah. like national geographic is right like so i mean i i think that off the top of my head i don't think i'm familiar with like local publications who do that i'm sure there are some though you know but i think yeah. that's really yeah, cool and that's I mean, a cool you concept. could you could essentially just like, post it on your own instagram and and get traction that way you know like why not? Right. And I, I think I will once I'm, I got to get good again though. Cause I feel like photography is one of those, uh, one of those skills that yes. Yeah. Like a foreign you gotta, language. Like, you gotta be constantly doing it to be good at it. Oh, it's not like riding a bicycle. No, I don't even know how to ride yeah. a bike anymore. <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say if you, if you had to offer any tips or advice to someone who's first starting off with photography, or wanted to get into it, what are like maybe, you oh. know, two things, you know, they, they should probably um, look one, into get, or consider. Get a, get a camera. Get a camera. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's um, a, you know, necessary like this, for this. In this day and age, <laughs> one of the, 
one of the crutches for a lot of photographers is these groups where people like you post a picture and it's like mediocre, but like everyone is like, Oh, that's a great picture, bro. Keep it up. But like <laughs> surround yourself with people who are going to call your work trash and be real. Like, Oh, it's, it's trash. And like, but also know if the picture is in line with what you value in your heart, that will give the picture value. And I feel like I say that, just from a photographic standpoint, because there's a lot of times where in business, you might have to dance around your values, which is like selling your soul to the devil. But sometimes <laughs> we've got to eat, right? <laughs> That's a terrible thing. Um, and I feel like starting out, take pictures of everything, you know, like photograph your family, photograph people, photograph things. The other thing that I see, especially here in Hawaii, is a lot of photographers will start out taking pictures of girls scantily clad and or on a beach. And I feel like there's more to photograph than just that. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I'll say yeah, I, I will totally agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because I was chatting with some others recently about like content wise, like photos, stuff that I could post online, blah, 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 you know, and like there's a whole network of people. Right. I mean, yeah. there's networks of people everywhere, right? And so, you know, some suggestions were thrown out as far as like, oh, maybe this person, that person. And like, I have also been like reached out to before as well, you know, which is totally fine. Right. But then it's like, it's different for me because like, honestly, Tempsey knows this. I don't even go to the beach. If like someone invited me to a pool party, I would show up in regular clothes because I don't even own a swimsuit. And then when I go to these like people's it, like pages, you know, their accounts to see like, oh, what kind of pictures do they take? Blah, blah, blah. It's literally all that. And I'm like, I don't, I just yeah. don't feel like that's a photographer I could work with. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like that's not even like what they're shooting is not even my vibe. I hate the beach. I don't go there. You know, like sand is like a nightmare for me. I don't even own anything, you know, and sometimes suggestions are thrown out. Oh, I'm looking to shoot this. Do you have like that? And maybe like right. a bikini. I'm like, I don't even own a swimsuit. What do you want me? I'm not going right. to go shopping for this thing. You know, I, I'm also trying to benefit from the photo shoot. And I'm more of like a lifestyle. Yeah. Here's what I'm wearing today to go to the mall kind of person. This is what I would wear to go eat lunch with my friends or walk my dog or whatever. Like that's kind of what my stuff's about. So I can, yeah, I, I, I see what you're mentioning here because I definitely have <laughs> yeah, noticed 100%. it. So Austin, yeah. you know, yeah. during yeah. our photo shoots, you've made us feel super comfortable. You've made us giggle. It, it helps when your, your mouth is <laughs> hurting from smiling so much, <laughs> like you actually making somebody laugh is, is helpful. How do you, what are other things that you do to make your clients feel comfortable during a photo shoot? You know, of course, in order to get like the best shots possible. Yeah. Um, I thought about that and I, th I constantly think about that because I can, I can tell when the, someone's uncomfortable and I think one of the key points is maybe to take their mind out of the photo shoot so maybe come as a photographer I'll come from behind the camera and I'll talk story about something else that's going on in their life or baseball or whatever that we might have a common common bond on I'll, I'll kind of lead on that to get them to feel comfortable and it's not that I want them to feel comfortable with me I mean of course yes but I want the person to just feel comfortable in the setting and so if it's in a studio, I'll do the, I'll use, I'll even use aromatics, the essential oils. Mm -hmm. Love me some lavender. Love lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You're right. Yeah. And, and I think doing that also helps them feel a little bit more comfortable in their own skin because not everybody, 
unless they are a model, not everybody feels super comfortable in that environment. Like I'm not a model. I mean, I rarely am in photo shoots. And so after that, you know, after the first photo shoot we did, I was, I told Shelly, I was exhausted. Oh my. You know, just because I'm, I'm not used to that. And I asked her like, no could you do this full time? And she was like, yeah, could you? And I was like, no way. <laughs> just, I, I was exhausted. <laughs> well, I mean, you did walk around a lot, right? In yeah. The photo shoot. We were just kind of all over the place. I was exhausted too. <laughs> Because <laughs> of us diva clients or what? Yeah, no. I could never get tired of you guys. <laughs> We're the best, we know. Yes, 100% the best. Oh my God. No, but I mean, I remember, you know, in both photo shoots, it was you kind of talking to us about other things and kind of us having offhanded conversations away from the, taking the focus away from the photo shoot, which I thought was helpful. And, and it just, it did make me feel more comfortable. Not that I was uncomfortable, but just, the first time I was definitely like, I had never met you in person before. And, yeah. you know, so you doing that really helped me feel more comfortable, not just in the environment, not just with you, but like in my own skin, like I could kind of, my shoulders relaxed a little bit and I felt a little bit better about being there. Good. I'm glad I remember that. It was, that was a fun, that was the first time I've been in that, uh, that particular location, but I had a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And it was great. And you called me out on my RBF again. So that was, that was another reminder <laughs> for me. Because <laughs> that's been a thing for me is like a lot of people telling me just smile, right? And <laughs> like I'm concentrating. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really good. Good, I'm glad. All right, so let's actually oh, get into Tempsey's favorite part of these interviews. It's I, rapid I mean, fire I think it's time. I love rapid fire. Oh, I, I hope I do well. <laughs> um, so, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to start a business? Uh, do it, do it, but you have to remain committed. There's going to be ups and downs and you got to stick with it. Not the first time we've heard that. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah. What's your creative outlet? <laughs> this one's kind of on the nose, but oh, maybe a creative outlet outside of photography. Right. And I, I like to, I like to cook. Um, I just learned how to make a lobster roll. I've, you know, like how in like the new England or the Northeast, they, what? Yeah. I just learned Crazy. how to make that. It's super simple. Yeah. yeah. I like learning to, I like learning to cook new things. Great. All right. Last one. Where is your favorite place to travel or what does your dream vacation look like? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd like to go to the Northeast during the winter. I went one year and it was pretty awesome. I also like Chicago. It's a great city. It's a great looking city and there's a lot to do as long as you stay away from all the crime. <laughs> I think you're the first person that has yeah. come on and said like Northeast in the winter. Really? I, I don't know. I feel like everyone else is like Japan or somewhere tropical or like that time I didn't have any cell reception because I was like, you know, in this <laughs> random place, not See in the city. See the diversity. Right? It's like everybody loves different things. I love it. Yeah, I actually have a funny story about when I when I went to the north to visit my sister who lived in, in New York one winter, but I ended up all over. I was in like uh, New Hampshire. I went to Vermont. I went to Boston. I went to a place in Connecticut, I remember. And the most interesting thing happened. Like people were just so friendly. I was at, I went during Christmas time and I ended up having dinner with a family that I had never met before in my life. I was at their house on Christmas dinner to have Christmas dinner with them. Is, <laughs> right? Like who does that? Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess so. But you, it was, it was a really apparently. Um, <laughs> that said, I think I should caveat that by, I'd like to take my kids to see some aquariums. Like I heard there's one in Atlanta that's pretty awesome. 
Um, I think they'd, oh. they'd like to go to Disneyland or Disney World one day and do all of that, you know. Obligatory. Uh, obligatory uh, parent kids vacation stuff. I would, once this bit pandemic is done, I'd like to to go travel all over. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. intimate. <laughs> cool. Same here. Well, thank you mm-hmm. so much, Austin. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on our on our podcast. Oh. We love all the guests we have on and we just really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was I was surprised when you guys first asked me and it's been awesome. I love listening to you guys' podcasts. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting us. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. We appreciate you being here. And I'm sure, I mean, I felt like, you know, a lot of our conversations were either helpful or interesting, um, you know, for those out there who might be interested in getting into photography, kind of like knowing a little bit about the background, you know, of how it all works or some ideas of ways that they might be able to get experience working, you know, if they're interested with wedding photographers or others, you know, like that kind of stuff is important, I think, for others to know, because sometimes when you get into something and you're thinking you want to do it, but you don't know all this other stuff that goes on you know you get like surprised right like sometimes it surprises you in a bad way so I think that this you know just having a little bit more information and knowing stuff kind of helps you make that decision on what you want to do so yeah well where's the best place for our listeners to find you and see some of the great work that you do Uh, I think insta the instagram machine I don't I'm terrible (laughs) I haven't I haven't really posted I haven't been active on that account since the the whole pandemic started which is, I know that's terrible. Like, how are you going to build a brand with your junk Instagram? Um, <laughs> but on my Instagram, you can find me at Aus Bennett. Um, and I think there's a link to my website. And that's where a majority of my portfolio work is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's A-U-S. Is it uh, A-U-S underscore B-E-N-N-E-T-T? Yep. Aus B-E-N-N-E-T-T. A-U-S. One word. Okay. B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Yep. That's correct. I have to double check. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Outright Effect. You can find us at theoutrighteffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at The Outright Effect. You can also reach out by emailing us at theoutrighteffect at gmail.com. See you guys next time.